0: Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out, and I wish I'd had a bell bondsman like Liberty Bell Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601- 825-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. Unfiltered, not a lick of sugar, not a drop, not an ounce, not a speckle of sugar added. Talk radio right here. The realest show on radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. I forget my lines sometimes (laughs) when I veer off course talking about no sugar added. I forget to say the other part of that, right? The Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. There we go. Got it all out. Good morning. Flying solo this morning. You know, every now and then you just have a rough night's sleep. I woke up about four o'clock and I could not get back to sleep. I bought a new bedspread. A couple months ago, like a whole new comforter set and it's comfortable, except that it traps heat. Unlike any comforter I've ever had, I'm keeping my house around 61 <laughs> and with two fans on in the bedroom, ceiling fan, floor fan. Gosh, it was, it, 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 it's polar <laughs> outside the covers, but I'm sweating under the covers. I've got to go get a new comforter. It's messing my sleep up. Anyway, so if I sound a little off this morning, I'm rolling on about five hours sleep instead of my normal six and a half. But woe is me. We are live. Hey, real quick. Guns and gear text line 769-241-1944. You can chime in your thoughts, opinions. Uh, if you got something you want us to talk about, shoot it into me. Coming up in the second hour. Well, hold on. The phone line. Six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. You can chime in. Same thing. Coming up in the second hour, I'm have some guests here in the studio. An old friend of mine that I've known for thirty years ish, John Gallagher, and a new new buddy of mine, a guy I met here recently, Eddie Poole I like Eddie a lot. Seems like a good dude. They're they're big into the recovery lifestyle, you know, drug alcohol abuse recovery that type of stuff. They're holding a big event, free of the public. I don't mind I don't mind lending my platform to people who are bringing awareness to things and they're not making money off of it. I'm holding a big event this Saturday, uh, Saturday morning or Saturday at midday type thing. They're at the Tornado Safe Room area, the Brandon Multipurpose Building right down by the amphitheater. They're going to be in here discussing that, telling you who they are, telling you their stories. I'm looking forward to it. They stopped by and saw me a couple weeks ago for what should have been about a five meet five minute meeting that turned into a two hour meeting. So good stuff. Cause I think you guys will um will enjoy it. Let's see here. I said I got, I got a text on the Guns of Gear text line. It says game changer. Played the thermostat game with the bride as long as I could. Sent me a link here to dot uh, sleep.me. I'll check that out. I'll have to check that out. All right. Jackson, you know. Uh, y'all bear with me I gotta tell y'all one more thing Cause we, we got a lot of Jack, jack L.O.L. Jackson There's gonna be a big L.O.L. Jackson And L.O.L. Obama Show today uh, re- Real quick I am participating In the Real Men Wear Pink Fundraising campaign To help find a cure For breast cancer You know Clay loves The Tatas I do God, <laughs> Ain't no doubt I know y'all do too Y'all do too Let's save them Let's save the women In our lives You know, we all love our women, our moms, daughters, sisters, cousins, friends. You know, let's help defeat breast cancer. We all know somebody in our uh, six degrees of separation that's been affected by breast cancer and definitely cancer at minimum. So let's. uh, if you guys are interested in donating to my fundraiser, holler at me. I'll shoot you the link. You can just make a direct donation to the American Cancer Society and it'll just show up uh, towards my fundraiser. I set my goal to raise $5,000. I think I've raised about 50 bucks so I could use y'all's help. Uh, be much appreciated. I'm going to throw an event here soon, a big, big dinner or something, have a few speakers. I think something you guys will all enjoy. So I've been working on that vigorously. And, um, so I have much appreciation there. And r- real quick, also, uh, Doug Shank's funeral will be this Monday. If you were interested in the details on that, uh, I shared them on my Facebook page. So I'd be, uh, Funeral Monday, and I would like to see everybody there, that new Doug, so. Okay, here we go, LOL Jackson, well, that didn't take long, did it? That did not take long. It appears that the new public works director, who was the old public works director, um, has already said, I quit again, I'm out, out of five to the doghouse. Yep, that's right. It appears that he's gone. But, you know, and he blames it on his mental health and all this. Says, Respect my privacy. I Didn't Kenneth Stokes say something yesterday? I went to this W W T article, <clears throat> little segment here to load up. All right, here we go. And I'm going to give my piece, my two cents after this. This is WLBT. Looks like uh, Maggie Wade and CJ LeMasters
1: searching for its next public works director after the one they hired just over a month ago has quit for the second time. Three in your slides, Joseph Doring now joins us live from the public works department with the very latest, Joseph. Maggie, Khalid Woods served only 11 days as Jackson's public works director before quitting on the job the first time. And after the city announces resignation today, Wood served less than 20 days on the job before quitting a second time. Woods was hired in July to be the city's sixth public works director in the last three years. After he quit the first time, Mayor Shokwe Antar Lumumba announced Woods was back in his role in August. The city says Woods submitted his resignation Monday, but the news wasn't announced until today. Woods cited his lack of productivity and mental health as reasons for his decision, and Councilman Aaron Banks says he's now concerned if they'll ever find the right person. Oh, oh, let, me, let me intervene. No. You won't you will
0: never find the right person
2: look, I think that there's a lot that's been going on in the Department of Public Works. Uh, I think when you look at the invoices that have been unpaid, um, when you look at businesses that have done work and their contract obligations, I think you know anybody looking at that uh, has to take a serious look. you know my concerns are if we're going to be able to hire anyone.
1: The city still has a $25,000 investment in a firm that will continue to search for the city's next candidate. And Councilman Banks wasn't able to answer whether or not that an interim public works director will be put in place while the nationwide search for the next candidate continues. For now, we're live at the Public Works Department in downtown Jackson. Joseph Doring. A nationwide
0: search. Well, you, you mean to tell me there ain't nobody in Jackson qualified to do this? This guy, this guy sure wasn't. There's nobody in Jackson with one of those Jackson State degrees that's qualified to do this. There's, there's nobody that's been coming up through the system in Jackson, in the public works department, a number two guy or girl, that's qualified to do this. That's interesting. I bet you, I bet you a $100 bill right now. Right. Jake Windham, I hope you're listening this morning. i about to talk good about you. I bet a $100 bill right now that in Pearl, Mississippi, there's a number one, a number two, and probably a number three that could step up if the current public works director retired, resigned, or whatever. I bet you they've got a Grooming process and not that kind of grooming, lefties—the good kind. A grooming process for the next man up, and I'm just using Pearl as my example, because I have a lot of respect for my good friend over there, Jake. You know, it's just something about a guy. I'm gonna shift courses here. It's a, it's something about. Now look, man, I grew up in South Jackson. Pearl was our biggest rival. You know, hell, me, me and Jake became buddies because he got mad at me for making a video poking fun at Pearl. And I said, "Bro, I said I'm just making this because y'all won. <laughs> y'all won. Y'all won the war. <laughs> Pearl won. So I'll with, I'm waving the white flag over here. I could I am. A, I as much as I, I live in Brandon, but my, but my heart's in Pearl, man. I love Pearl. Love all my friends in Pearl. They've they they've, they have opened their doors up and treated me like family. Um, Brandon as well." That's funny, I'm probably like the only guy that ain't got a dog in the race between Pearl and Brandon. I love them both. I pull for both of them on Friday nights. Um, and when they, when they play each other, I, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, like some people don't like it when State don't misplay each other. I don't like it when Pearl and Brandon do, because half my friends are going to be upset. It's always a great game, though. Anyway, great leadership. You know, a guy like Jake grew up in Pearl family owned a business in Pearl, graduated in Pearl, was a Pearl cop. I mean, he, he could very well be the next Mr. Pearl when he decides to re- retire. The football stadium could be named after him one day. You know, just, we don't have that in Jackson. Who's Mr. Jackson? Who's the guy you look to and say, man, that guy has the best interest of this city running through his veins? I used to, I used to. I I have a Jackson, Mississippi tattoo on my arm, but Jackson, you know, Jackson turned its back on folks like me. So y'all don't want us. It started with a uh, Chalkway Senior's dad. I mean, not Chalkway Senior's dad. Chalkway's Chalkway's dad. Chalkway Senior. He said we didn't need Jackson. Didn't need no white business owners. I right? tell him, "Me, Jackson don't need no white people, business owners or not." See how that's working out for him? How's that working out for y'all? I'm gonna take a sip of water, cool down. I'm hot. Now who, who who is Mister Jackson right now? Who's got the best interest of this city running through their veins? That could be mayor of this city. I think Kim Wade. I mean, I, Kim Wade's my dear friend. You know, unfortunately, a lot of knuckleheads don't want any law and order. Don't want somebody going to try to do something right. But I think there's enough good people left that could push Kim across that finish line. Real talk. Hashtag. Let's, take a, let's, let's, let's dive into the uh, text messages here on the Guns of Gear text line. Sean, uh, both of my Sean's are listening this morning. <laughs> uh, uh, one of my Sean's says, "Bo Lucky for Mayor of Jackson." You know, I've I, I've heard Bo Lucky for Mayor of another town. <laughs> we'll see how all that shakes out. Uh, my, my my co-host and friend uh, Sean Yerkeron. Okay, he's he's talking about another a good article, but we'll, we'll get to that here later. Um, Kim Wade. You know, we, we, we're going to have to have somebody turn Jackson around. I would love to move back to a safe Jackson one day, and I, and, and personally i I'm not a downtown fondren and bellhaven guy. You know I like the other areas of the city. Nothing against it really. It just ain't my thing. it's never been my thing, even when it, twenty years ago, I was never a fondren and bellhaven guy, just a little too liberal for me, a little too frou frou for me. all right let's take a break real quick, come back. Uh, if you follow me on uh, TikTok, at Save Jxn, you know I, I, g- I gave out another f around and found out award last night, yesterday, I mean, yesterday morning. Somehow, uh, me and Sean did the whole show. I forgot to even bring it up. News broke before, before we went live. But there's an update to it. There's an update to it. So when we get back, we're going to discuss that and more. This is The Clay Edwards Show, 103.9 FM, W-Y-A-B. Driveway and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care Mowing. Again, 601 502 3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care, proud sponsor of the Clay Edward Show podcast. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edward Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by A1 and Auto, located right there on Highway 49 South in Florence. If you're going south on 49, they're right there on your right. If you're passing by everybody's favorite Tom Fried Pies, <laughs> right there in Richland, keep on going south. They're going to be on the right, big white building, big red sign. Go see Justin and the team today and get your vehicle repaired, whether it's a check engine light, your air conditioner's not working, brakes grinding, a funny noise you can't quite figure out, something ain't right, they will make, make it right. But what they specialize in is your ring and pinion, transfer case, all that good stuff. If you are having any issues with your four-wheel drive, get it by there. You're hearing any kind of roaring sound coming out of your vehicle, get it by there. They're the leader in the industry when it comes to gears, rings, pinions, so much so it's in their name. Get by and see them today. That's A1 Gear and Auto, Florence, Mississippi, Highway 49 South. I've sent three of my personal vehicles over there or family members' vehicles over there in the last month or so. Boom, 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 back on the road. All right. Uh, okay, look, we'll, since I teased it, look, we'll, we'll do this first. But I just found another story I did want to talk about. Um, and So it had been yesterday morning, I guess, around 2 a.m., 4 a.m., so here it is. According to the Highway Patrol, the incident happened around 4, 12 a.m. on Highway 80. Three people are dead. After a police chase resulted in a multi-vehicle accident Wednesday, so a um, there were four little four little uh we'll call them people were in a 2013 Hyundai Elantra attempting to evade law enforcement. They were traveling on. Uh, oh, it don't matter what they were doing. They were running from the police, and they ran a red light, presumably, and they hit a Dodge Ram truck. The driver of the Ram was all right. Three passengers uh have been two of them got thrown thrown from the vehicle and they were found on road dead. Another one died, I believe, in the car. Three passengers have been identified. 18-year-old Jemiah Smith of Canton, 25-year-old Jalen Black of Jackson, and 30-year-old Dante Ingram of Jackson. Imagine that. Jackson and Canton teaming up the right to to steal cars in Jackson. <clears throat> You know, imagine for a second, the last thing on this earth you do is run from the police in a stolen Hyundai, a launcher, not even a Sonata, an Elantra, a stolen Elantra, not not, not a Corvette, not a Porsche, not a Ferrari. Not even a Chevy or a Ford. An Elantra. Have, have some respect for yourselves. A, a 20, what year Elantra? What year did it say? A twenty third? a 10 year old Elantra? I mean, I don't know. It ought not even be a felony for stealing a 10 year old Elantra. What is that? What is a? What is a What's grand larceny now? A thousand dollars? It used to be five hundred bucks. I found out the hard way one time when I was under eighteen. Come on, man. I mean, if you're gonna be out here doing, doing dirt in the city, make it worth your while. You're gonna die over it. Make it worth your while. Pull over. Hang <laughs> it. Parents, get a hold of your kids. Canton. Jackson moms, the meritocracy, get a hold of your kids. Get a hold of your babies. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, I did a live feed yesterday from the house. I've been, I'm trying to bring the live feeds, but the live live streams, not live feed, live streams back. Had a good time the last two days doing them. I did one yesterday afternoon, and uh, one of our good friends, Roger, brought it up. He said, yeah, you know, the mamas, they're going to be all over the place. Then my babies, the police shouldn't have been chasing my babies. He's a good kid. He ain't do nothing wrong. He was going places. He was going to jail. That's the only place he was going. Jail. Kid wasn't going places. I mean, look, I, we never want to see anybody die. That's the whole point of this. That's the whole, that's the whole point in the, in this stuff. I don't want to see these kids. Die. I want, I want to see every one of these kids become future rocket scientists. We'll all be better for it. But first, but first, they got to quit being thugs. I mean, you got an 18-year-old. Let me pull this back up. You got an 18-year-old, a 25-year-old, and a 30-year-old. That's a strange age group to be rolling together anyway. What's that thirty year old doing with his life that he's hanging out with an eighteen year old? What's that twenty five year old doing with his life he's hanging out with an eighteen year old? I can see the twenty five and the thirty year old hanging out. I mean you out stealing cars with somebody that much younger than you. That's an issue. Gotta send this text real quick. Got some guests outside the door and it's locked. On air. Come on guys. All right, yeah. A lot of y'all are texting me, and what do they call them in Jack? What do they call them students in Jackson? They they don't call them students; they call them scholars. Y'all, little scholars ain't ain't being very very uh, very smart. Again, don't want to see anybody die. Prayers up for the families, all that good stuff. But y'all got to do better. This this starts at home. Good Lord, man. I mean, I stole a bicycle once when I was a kid. Ended up being a racing bike. It was worth over $500. I caught a grand larceny charge as a minor. Luckily, I was a minor. You know, but it's dead dang. We weren't stealing cars. I mean, they steal cars for sport in Jackson. I don't think there's a big chop shop circuit. I'm sure there's chop shops in Jackson. Don't get me wrong. If there's an illegal operation Going on anywhere? It's going on in Jackson, Mississippi. I think kids just stealing cars to joyride in, and now they didn't lost their life. I mean, find something else to do. I mean, y'all keep telling me, "Clay, these kids ain't got nothing to do in Jackson." I mean, y'all keep building basketball courts. That ain't that, that ain't stopping this. I mean, every time I turn around, it's a community center, it's a basketball court. I saw where they tore down Jackson Square, finally. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tore down Jackson Square like 30 years too late. And I guess they're going to build some basketball courts there. That, this city needs another basketball court like I need a hernia. I, I, I don't think basketball courts are stopping the violence. Then every time you see these kids, now I hadn't seen a big outbreak of this this summer, and I, and I 100% credit this, to the Capitol Police, 100%. I ain't seen all the nonsense of these kids riding their four-wheelers and dirt bikes on the street this year. Now, I'm sure they're still doing it in parts of South and West Jackson, but that uh, that downtown Fondra and Bellhaven, it had become a really bad situation over there. Normally, I get a bunch of pictures from people, and every time I post them, at least they ain't out murdering and killing nobody. First off, murdering and killing are the same thing. First of first of all, <laughs> murdering and killing are the same thing. These ain't that robbing and stealing and killing. So so, if they can't ride their four wheelers and dirt bikes on the streets, the next thing is, look guys, we got to go rob and kill somebody. I'm bored. That I mean, in the escalation of, of events, it goes straight from robbing and killing. I mean, riding four-wheelers and dirt bikes on the street illegally to robbing and killing. Not read a book, watch TV, play a video game, do some push-ups, work out, holler at a girl. None, none of that. I can think of a dozen hang out in the parking lot. It, it goes straight to robbing businesses, carjacking folks. Killing folks, stealing cars. I know carjacking and stealing cars is technically not the same thing. Carjack is that the person that's driving the car is in it. Stealing it is when it's in the driveway or not occupied. Yeah, got a text on the Guns of Gear text line. How about get a job? Yeah. that's, That's what this all comes back down to. Get a dang job. I don't want to work at no fast food restaurant. I don't either. Learn a trade. Learn how to do something. To pull your pants up. Learn how to speak the proper language, proper English, and you'll get a good job. Ain't nobody going to hire you for a quote-unquote real job if you replace the word, I don't know, with I not I don't. Ain't happening. Now, when you get 46 years old and you've mastered the English language like I have, and you can get a radio show, you can make jokes about own and main and have a little fun with the and slang. But if you can't even work the deep fryer at McDonald's yet, you ain't earned the right to bastardize the English language. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'll be right back here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hi, right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Watkins Construction Roofing, your hometown roof repair folks. Get over there, or you ain't got to get over there, they'll come to you. Check them out today for your complimentary roof inspection as we get ready for storm season here in Mississippi. I know, it seems funny to think about storms in the middle of a drought. I did hear some thunder last night, though. So, uh. Look, yeah, the sun does damage to your roofs too, folks. The sun does damage to it also. If you think you got any leaks or any damage, give them a call or check them out online. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Like I said, they're gonna come out do a complimentary roof inspection, and whether you're getting a seven hundred dollar leak fixed or you're getting a new roof put on, they're gonna treat everybody the same. Everybody the same, no matter how much, no matter how much, no matter the size of the job. That's Watkins Construction Roofing. Constant communication. I mean, that's the one thing. you go read their reviews. Constant communication. Every question answered. Uh, Michael Deere and his team, uh, the way they treat folks is second to none. Michael will be able to write a book one day about being a team leader and a manager of folks. He is a, he's one of the best around. that constantly give back to the community. I mean, that, when you give money to Watkins Construction, when you spend money with Watkins Construction Roofing, it gets pumped back into the community. It's amazing to watch that, how fast that business has grown. I used to work in the same building with those guys, and now they're building a mega complex. You know, it's just it, awesome to see it happen. Couldn't happen to better folks. Anyway, so check them out, WatkinsConstructionInc.com, for all your roof repair and replacement needs. All right, don't forget, coming up here in Hour 2, we're going to be talking about Recovery Fest this Saturday out there in Brandon. The guys are in the, in the waiting room now, in the green room here. We have a luxurious green room out here at WYAB. Got the guys out there. Looking forward to talking to them. Let's see here. I I, I wasn't even going to hit this, but we seem to be on a roll with Jackson today, so I'm going to. I, I know. I want to talk about the Tucker Carlson and Obama thing. And look, at the end of the day, Obama's gay, y'all, and he probably smoked crack. I mean, if, if you if you believe half of what Larry Sinclair said, which I, I don't know why we wouldn't believe it. I mean, Obama said multiple times that. He's fantasized about having sex with men. I mean, you know, so the fact that a man's come out and said that, well, he did, in fact, have sex with him multiple times. Um, paint me shocked. Not really. He's a very feminine man. It's questionable if uh, his wife is even a woman. Um, but What do you want? Do we really have anything else to say? I guess I do. I will say this. I've kind of. I think I said this yesterday with Sean. If I didn't, I know I said it on my live stream, which I'll repeat it for the third time. The Democrats seem really mad about it. They, they do. The Democrats seem really mad about the potential that Obama's gay. And I, th- I mean, I thought they wanted everything to be gay and black. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 more, the more protective classes you can lump onto somebody, the better they are in the world of democratism. But for whatever reason, they're like big mad that Obama's <laughs> may be gay. So I got two thoughts here. They don't like what Tucker did. Well, they started it with Christine Blasey Ford on the Judge Kavanaugh thing. They didn't think they didn't think them chickens were gonna come home to roost. They didn't think we was gonna do that to them. We dirty we played dirty too. Rick Flair, the dirtiest player in the game, son. We played dirty too. We're going to drag you out through the mud. You know, I'm telling you, this Biden corruption thing has gotten so bad that now mud is getting on Obama. I'm t- I'm t- they're, about to, they're about to explode this whole Biden regime. They can't have the golden child getting collateral damage over the Obama, over the uh, Biden nonsense. But they started this with Christine Blasey Ford. But now to my other point, Why I think like the Democrat media, the mainstream media, is so upset about it. Uh, Tucker Carlson, platforming, far-right, gay, con-man, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> something tells me he's not a far-right uh, con-man. He may be a con-man, but I don't, something tells me he, he don't check off a lot of boxes to be a far-right, but neither here nor there. I think they... I think they blew the load on on um, making Obama being all about being the first black. They've got to save, pun intended here, the Trump card for the first gay president. They can't have already had the first gay president. they they got to have some collateral. I mean, they got to have, you know, that's worth something to them. They're going to have to use that one day. They, they, to them that is a selling point. When they try to push Pete Booty Jig. What if Joe Biden call him booty juice? <laughs> Biden got something right. Uh, they're gonna and they're gonna have to they are they, gonna they're gonna need that first gay thing to get somebody across the finish line in their minds. They can't have already used it. You can't like like Biden can't get retro credit for being the first gay black president. They're going to need to be able to you know what they'll do they'll, they'll they'll tweak it. Just just like a tweaker. Like allegedly they'll tweak it. And they will say first openly gay. First oh, the next the the, the the next gay president. We've already had one. The next gay president, the, he'll run as the first openly gay president, and that's fine. Again, my, my views are probably a little more liberal than most. I, believe it or not, that stuff doesn't bother me. Oh, the openly part—I can't stand somebody in the closet. I can't stand that closet stuff. I got, I got, got, got to know where we stand, dog. Uh, I'll still drink a beer with you. I'll drink. Uh, speaking of beer, anyway, well, let me stay on course here. Um, they're going to need that. So that, that, I think that's why they're upset. Like, gosh, dang it. We, we won't be able to use the, 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 the first gay if, we, if Obama was the first gay one. I think it's that plain and simple. I really do. Because you know that's coming. You know that's in the war chest. That tool is in the toolbox. Let's read a couple texts here. You guys are on it this morning. Guns and gear text line. Can't read Jerry's text. Richardson of TikTok. Uh, somebody sent me a, a Blackberry Smoke song, Let It Burn, says uh, this is your new intro song. We got a You Can't Fix Stupid. Steven says, my youth was misspent because I don't have a juvenile record. <laughs> See, uh, Steven also says, my buddies and I did a d- bunch of dumb stuff when we were younger, but stealing cars, robbing, or shooting other kids never crossed our minds. Uh, Roger says, Roger, thanks for being uh, all over it, brother. Roger says, matter of days, not weeks or months, days. Let's see, what are we talking about? Let me start over. He says, you can't build anything like a skating rink or a place like an arcade for the kids to hang out because the fights, robbings, and killings will start within a matter of days. Yeah, okay, so circling back to that. Anyway, let me put an explanation point on the Obama stuff. It's entertaining to see come out because it's fun to watch the other side squirm and have to kind of toe the line of not sounding homophobic because they don't want Obama to be gay. So it's just fun watching them have to squirm. It really is. But again, they started this with the Christine Blasey Ford stuff. So na na boo boo There's more where that came from. Y'all side got a lot of skeletons in the closet. But uh, To uh, Roger's point, circling back to the kids in Jackson not having nothing to do and deciding just to, you know, apparently robbing, stealing, and killing is just right in line. And, and the pecking order of things to do, it's ride dirt bikes and four-wheelers on the streets is number one. I'm guessing basketball is, 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 is 50-50 with that based on the amount of basketball courts we have here. A number A solid number two, which I, I can make the argument that it's number one based on the crime stats, is robbing, stealing, and killing as far as things for kids to do in Jackson. Roger mentioned you can't open up a skating ring or arcade. You know I, Now, look, I, admittingly, I have not been down County Line Road lately. I have no business on County Line Road. There's nothing that I can't do in Jackson. I mean, I'm sorry. There's nothing that I can't do in Rankin or Madison County that's available in Jackson, except a lot less likely to get shot, robbed, you know, be a, be a victim of bored, bored Jackson kids and Canton kids that come to Jackson to for their shenanigans. So I haven't been down county line lately. But, I, you know, I know we did a whole show because I saw it pop up in my Facebook memories about a year ago. It popped up this last week. Y'all remember we did a show about the, the the bowling alley folks there and uh, the skating ring folks in Florence, the place called Spinners. Yeah, I remember we did a show about them saying they were going to, I think they did a whole press conference and everything maybe. They were going to open up a bowling alley in Jackson right there, I think, where the old Toys R Us was or something like that in that general vicinity, maybe uh, where Academy Sports was or something. What happened to that? Or they did, uh, now maybe, no. Uh, don't know. They could be building it again. I haven't been down there, but I, I laughed hysterically. I mean, a big, deep belly laugh about that. Like they, they, they don't think that's really going to work, do they? Who, who are they pandering to? Because I want to say that was right after they got accused of some kind of racism or something out there. There's some some kind of nonsense that went viral because somebody got the feelings hurt. So, oh, you gotta be a racist. Yeah, you got into an argument with me. I, you, I, you have to be a racist to disagree with me. You know, that kind of stuff. And the next thing you know, boom, we're opening up a location in Jackson. <laughs> I bet you're not. I mean, if I am now, again, I could be 100% wrong here. Maybe somebody in the text messages knows. Uh, Lost Sheep says Hey, Clay, I just saw there's another small carnival down in Richland parking lot. Let's see if the thugs from Jacktown are going to F-A-F-O in Richland. Man, look, my boy Nick and them at Richland PD, there will not be any fafo <laughs> in in Richland. Uh, many have tried, many have failed. <laughs> many have tried, many have That's a fundraiser. The football, the touchdown club or whatever it's called. That's a, I saw this on Facebook. It's the only reason I know. That carnival is a, is a fundraiser for the touchdown club. So if you're in Richland – Get out there and support that. Support the, uh, what are they, the Rangers, the Richland Rangers? Get out there and support the Richland Rangers. Uh, Let's see here. Scott says, even spinners in Florence has issues from Jackson folks starting fights in Florence. Shocker. Uh, Spook says, great show this morning. The guy doesn't seem credible about Obama. I don't think there's some truth there. I do think there's some truth there with a the side of embellishment. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy's obviously a long-time drug addict, but he's been on this story for a long time. Like, uh, a lot of us in these deep, far-right Internet circles, it ain't got to be that deep, far-right. Gateway Pundit, InfoWars, I think that's that's almost mainstream right, right-wing stuff. Been on this for a long time. And we know who Larry Sinclair is. All right, look, let's take a break, come back, land the plane for hour one. Coming up in hour or two, stick around, man. we got a great interview in-house here talking about Recovery Fest and Brandon this weekend. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I'll be right back on 103.9 FM, WYEB. A couple minutes left here in the hour. Well, about a minute. <laughs> so we'll do this. Instead of getting onto anything, let me just read some of y'all's texts. I got an update here about, about the Spinner's situation in Jackson for somebody that appears to be in the know. They said, uh... They, 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 apparently, they were, there was a lease hanger. It was going to be the Academy Sports Building. They couldn't come to a lease agreement. And I was like, well, they dodged a bullet, literally. And I also said, well, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have announced it if, if they didn't have an agreement in place and it followed up with, they didn't actually announce it. They applied for a business permit with the city, and somehow that got leaked to the news. So that's the story on that. But I will say this. They dodged a bullet, Literally. Um, would would not have worked. We it, it, three to six months, maybe, or however long it took for the first body to had to be scooped up off the floor. Dodged a bullet, literally. All right, we'll be right back after the top of the hour news break. This is the Clay Edwards Show on WYAB. Coming up next, Recovery Fest this Saturday in Brandon. Hey, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB, Hour two of the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, is sponsored by our friends over at Stonington Farm Beef. Grass-fed, grass-finished, 100% steroid-free, antibiotic-free, and MRNA-free Mississippi-raised beef. I ate a Stonington Farm chuck eye last night i cooked two so i didn't have to cook again tonight anyway fabulous but y'all don't be buying up my chuck eyes y'all get the other stuff <laughs> you get your rib eyes you get your hamburger meat you all. you leave my chuck eyes alone but uh, give them a give them a shot check them out online steinington that's steinington with two n's farm.com they're right down there in Perkinston, mississippi they, they come up here once a month and they meet at three different locations for you to pick your order up and I'm guessing you can get it other times. You may have to go down. Maybe they can ship it. I don't know. But um, but they come up here once a month. And uh, you can check out their all their cuts, their prices. I'm telling you, try the ground beef. It's the best ground beef you'll ever eat. I put it in everything. I don't buy store-bought ground beef anymore. I mean, I still get a store, store-bought ribeyes here and there. But ground beef, chuck eyes, sirloin, I get all that from Stonington Farm. I mean, I'll tell you, just, you, when you know what you're putting in your body, you start, taking, you start looking at that kind of stuff, man, life changes. You start eating right, man, you can control what you put in your body. You can control anything. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. All right, but look, check them out, steiningtonfarm.com. All right, in the studio, I've got Eddie Poole. I've got Aubrey Pridgen, and I've got John Gallagher. We're going to start with Eddie and Aubrey. They've got a big event this Saturday, September 9th, 1 to 8 p.m. It's called Recovery Fest. These are the same fellas that put on Night of Hope uh if if you're in the celebrate recovery kind of scene in churches and stuff like that you're familiar with this i know i am and it's gonna be a big event they got looks like uh well i don't want to steal their thunder we'll start with eddie eddie i met you first how you doing
2: brother man i'm great thanks for having us bro
0: absolutely man absolutely tell us so uh let's do this tell everybody who's playing friday night we'll kind of start at the end and work our way to the beginning
2: Okay at the end for the end of the bands
0: no or? no 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 I'm just saying we'll, we'll start with the event and then I want to hear I want you to gotcha. tell people who you are and tell them about yourself okay
2: um so the event it st- starts um you just want me to give you a timeline of how it Roll out, out. how it played it? yeah the bands and you know okay. just all that stuff so from one to three is a ministry fair that'll be inside the uh, tornado room uh and three o'clock everything moves outside we'll have um five different bands uh we have caleb berry um free reign given grace uh and then of course our night of hope worship team and another church hope fellowship um in between those i think we got what three testimonies three I'll testimonies right? yeah. yes yeah. yeah
3: um and who are they we have greg pedigree right. uh, brandy miller and Rodney Williams from uh, Club, Meth Club Meth to Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah I you that here on the fire. Club Meth to Christ. Boy, been down that road. Um, but so, it's going to be a good event. I think it's really cool awesome. what y'all are doing. Yeah. I, I really do. It's when, y'all, when y'all reached out to me, I'm like, this is in my wheelhouse here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like this kind of stuff. I like a big event to get people together, and because you know, I think one of the one of the things about addiction and recovery. There's a lot of, and I, I see the word unashamed and ashamed thrown around a lot no. in this, and I think I think shame is a big part of of recovery, and you know, being scared to talk about it and being scared to tell your story. And I, when I started doing this, I was like, man, I'm just gonna bear it all because I'd rather me do it than somebody else say, oh yeah, that guy that gets up there and talks all that stuff. You know, he used to be addicted to drugs and this, that, and the other. I'd rather you hear it from me, right? Right? And somebody else. I kind of wear it on my shoulder and and roll with it, and you know, so I know being people in this community, being able to talk to other people. Yeah, it, it is an important thing. Be able to get around other people, and when I was doing my testimony on Tuesday shows every week, I, I did that because every story may sound the same to somebody who's never fought that battle. Yes, but to somebody out there that's been through it, and for somebody out there that's going through it, I know we got people that listen to the show that are battling battling addictions. Yeah, um, and I, I, something I, I stumbled upon over the years is everybody's rock bottom is different. No, yeah. depending on where you started at. You know, it don't even matter that necessarily. But everybody's rock bottom can be different. And get, people get to hear the stories and say, hold on, that's where it went wrong for me. That was, okay, Th- they were able to come back from that. I can too.
1: No. This
0: ain't, I don't have to stay here where I'm at. No. And uh, like I say, every, everybody's battle's different. And, um, so that was one of the reasons that motivated me to start the Motivational Tuesday. And then guys like uh, the, I was telling you all the uh, Recovery Lab folks, Danny and them over there. That uh, they they've really grabbed the grabbed the baton on that and ran with it and I'm like it's in good hands. That's right. Not yeah. saying not saying that they did it because I was doing it, but it was something that also started. And I've interviewed those guys and you know I, I know that the recovery conversations are in good hands. Yeah. You know with those guys and we still do them here and there too. So
2: yeah. So this is, what's cool about these this is these events. You know they're. Um, they're just a place where people of of like mindedness or or, or struggles that had have had struggles in their life. We can all come and be real. We don't have to put on a mask or nothing, like you were saying. And you can just um, and be honest. And and then that's but that's how you start growing. That's how you recover from this. You can't can't recover from something if you don't admit what you got a problem with, right? Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. Eddie, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Give us a. The condensed version of your testimony, okay. if you're Can, comfortable doing that.
2: Yeah, I am, man. Um, short and sweet. I'm going to we'll try to keep it short. So November 20th of 2017 is my uh, sobriety date. So I've I got six years coming up. But I was bad off on – I was a, a heroin, fentanyl, and, and Dilaudid, uh opiate addict, IV opiate addict. And my son – Got hooked on on the needle at a very young age, and man, when I found, it, I was like, man, this is a devastating, you know. That if if anything was going to stop me from doing dope, it was that, you know. And and so he actually went to recovery before me, and I because I didn't think I could get off of it, but and so he got me into recovery. When I got out, I was so. Um, I was just in awe. I was like, "Man, I can't believe that I am clean." It's, it's so, and I knew that other people had felt hopeless like that. It's just such a surprise, like, "Wow, I'm actually clean." You know. You know
0: I, I want to interrupt you for one second. You talk about the hopeless and and being wow that you were clean. Uh, people who haven't battled opioid addiction or, or even uh, uh, even long term just. Prescribe pain medicine right people forget what it's like to really be happy yeah. and to really be sad and to really have to deal with the emotional roller coaster that is life uh, because you've got this imaginary happy that opioids make you feel yeah and i mean god knows when i took them it, it, i mean the pain is how i was able to get the prescription but it was the it, was, the pain was the least of my concerns it was I man, these things put me in a good mood all the time i never have to be sad all right you know, and uh, so I think that's something that people just just don't understand. Is when you when you said that you were just sup- shot that you could you could be sober and you could not be addicted. I'm like one of the first things you realize is you ha- you learn how to deal with your real life emotions again. That's right. Yeah, you think people think you could drown your
2: sorrows, but unfortunately, your sorrows can swim. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so you're coming up on six years. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, so. You, tell me how you guys got linked up here uh was night of hope uh an idea that you birthed or is something y'all came up with together you and uh, aubrey here what, what tell me about night of hope
2: no so when i got out of this like, like i was saying i was just such a, uh, I, I knew other people were felt hopeless like me so my initially i tried to start going to like ghettos and projects talking to these cats right and I, and that did not go over too good nobody wanted to hear it so um <laughs> So the church that sponsored me, Overflow Church, to go to recovery. Is that here locally? That is in McGee. Okay. Yeah. Um, I went back to McGee when I got out of recovery because and that, I'd never been there, but that's the church that sponsored me to go. And so they uh, asked me if I wanted to be over a uh, recovery meeting, celebrate recovery there at uh, in McGee. And so um, through that, I was thinking – you know what we we're asking people to come here but what if people can't come here and that's where the night of hope was birthed it was like we'll how about we load up and we go to them and so we started going to recovery centers um meeting and direct the directors of those centers and, and establishing good relationships letting them know they could trust us and it has just grown uh tremendously. Um, all things new Aubrey right here he's he was my first sponsor that sponsored the events and so
0: um we're very grateful for that yeah um yeah so tell me what night of hope is i mean is it now it's like a quarterly big event y'all do yes sir yes quarterly right so right. Tell, tell people about that
2: yeah we try to take on one new church a year so it's only been going 2 years though so we'll travel uh to a church it starts at 6 and ends at 8 sometimes it goes to 8:30 but we'll have uh we'll have drama teams that are do the skit, uh testimonies, um some jam up worship sets, you know. Um so it's just a it's just a, a recovery event, you know. Um those were are all inside churches and then this year this will be our first outdoor uh it's grown into this recovery fest. That's
0: awesome. Mike. Let's do um, this. Let's take a break real quick when we come back. I want to hear about Aubrey. We've also got a Lifelong friend of mine, John Gallagher, Yes, sir. here in the studio. He's uh he's three years coming up on three years sober, or just hit three years sober. Congratulations to John. We're going to hear about that. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, talking about Recovery Fest this Saturday, September 9th, 1 to 8 p.m., the Rankin County Tornado Safe Room. That's also known as the Rankin County uh, Multipurpose Complex out there. You know where it is, folks. You know where it is. Be there, 1 to 8, Saturday. Free to get in, right? Free to get in. Free to get in. <laughs> no, you can't beat free. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is uh, going to be brought to you by our friends over at any, Mini money mo, Gracie South, Jiu-Jitsu and Kickbox, and get over there see them. Today, I had a friend of mine reach out to me last night, wants to get her son involved. She was like, hey, is there a, a discount or a special if I mention your name? I'm like, as a matter of fact, it is. Everybody gets the first week free. But after that, you get 20% off. If you mention that you heard it here on the Clay Edwards Show, they got two locations, one out there in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive and then one in there in Pearl at Fairmont Plaza. That's Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing, uh, adult Jiu-Jitsu, taught by Hoist Gracie Blackbelt and a South Jacksonian uh, legend himself, Mr. Chance Shepherd. Then they'll, of course, have kids' Jiu-Jitsu, great way to learn discipline and bully prevention. And, of course, they have women's-only self-defense classes taught in a no-male intimidation atmosphere by a female coach. And they also have fitness kickboxing, a great non-monotonous workout, just as the ad says there. Nothing more boring than running on a treadmill. Go kick a bag. I got on a treadmill the other night and ran for three miles. I, I was joking with my girlfriend. I said, I, I, I did it three miles an hour for an hour. She said, you were not running. I was like, I, I was running. I, I was running for dear life, running like something was chasing me. And um, yeah, But I, I do a little show prep on the treadmill. I can watch a podcast or something on my TV. Neither here nor there. I'd have rather been p- doing kickboxing, but I wasn't. I was doing a monotonous workout on the treadmill. But look, check them out, gracysouth.com. Make sure you know. Make sure they know that you heard it here on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, in the studio with me, I got the guys bringing Recovery Fest, uh, also part of the Night of Hope ministry uh, recovery outreach folks, and uh, that is Aubrey Pridgen. Eddie Poole and uh, John and We're going to get to John, uh, I think, in the next segment maybe, if not sooner. Uh, but now we, we talked to Eddie in the first segment. Now we're going to go to Aubrey Pridgeon. Aubrey is also with – what? Uh, Aubrey, tells us who you're with here. All Things New.
3: All, all Things New ministry, yeah. We're out of Brandon, Mississippi. Uh, uh, you know, we share the gospel everywhere. Um, all Things New is usually in a rehab, transitional home a jail every day of the week i think we're in about three different places today um i have my partner scott walters is with me he's actually at a crusade breakfast for go tell rick gage uh he's going to jackson today to help clean up a house for some people and today this afternoon we'll be in the rankin county jail and
0: we'll be in the scott county jail you know i want to say something real quick you mentioned rankin county jail and i Y'all, y'all don't have to speak on this. But I know Brian Bailey's gonna been catching a lot of heat lately from folks for stuff, and I'm gonna tell. I, I want to take the opportunity to say something about Brian Bailey. What that man's done with that jail, and the opportunity he's sure. extended to people with his trustee program, and with allowing ministries like y'all selves in there. Uh, my friend Benny Ivy, uh, his Strong Arms Group right. is in there. What they're doing, I mean, I you know, I, I'm not here to pass judgment on this other stuff or condone it, condemn it, whatever. But what he's done with that jail and what they're doing with trying to actually help people get their lives on track, that we we need to, folks need to keep that in mind while while they're throwing their stones. I uh, I, I want to say that.
3: Yeah. um, I'll say this too. Uh, last night we baptized three women and three men and, uh, we baptized thousands of people there and lots of people's lives have changed. We call it the best church in Mississippi, uh, it's amazing what's happening there and I know yeah, Brian's a dear friend of mine. Actually I met him, I was in the Rankin County Jail trustee uh almost twenty eight years ago and yeah. uh when he first started working there and me and him have been friends and I'll say this, Brian is one of the most gentle people you'll meet and uh and, you know, and a lot's going on and that's about but the main thing is we love the people in the jail, they're our people. Uh um, we give our life for those people behind them blocks in that steel, and uh, we love them. We're, we're for them. We try to help them. Uh, we've actually done nights of hope in there. Inside, we can't invite yes. everybody, yeah. yeah, but we've done several nights of hope, uh, and it's just amazing, you know, for the for the inmates there. It's pretty cool.
0: Well, so, you know, it's it's a good opportunity to convert folks. You know, get people on the yes, right track. You know, I right. mean, we talk about your rock bottom. Where's your rock bottom? Mine was a uh, mine was a holding cell out there in Raymond Detention Center you know stuck out there for 3 or 4 days you know in essence the what i guess they would call the drunk tank you know wow. and um uh, judge skinner had a coming to jesus with me in his courtroom when i when i got to when i finally got to court and i got the opportunity to thank him for that uh, the other night i ran into him at my birthday dinner and um you know but neither here nor there uh, is it's that kind of stuff that that can really motivate you yeah that's yeah.
3: what got us i think all of us uh, but yeah uh going back to uh, you know recovery um uh, we we try we want to teach people that you can have a good time being sober, you know you can and we used to do all this crazy stuff, you know I was twenty three on the bar did crazy stuff, none at all, you know until I got in trouble. And so, uh.
0: So you owned a bar?
3: Yeah, I owned a bar at Which one point? time. Which I had one? the Redwood Inn on Terry Road, it was my
0: family's old place. And I, I, uh, have, I have met you before. Yeah. Uh. Somebody introduced me to you as that. And uh, you know, my dad owned a store a convenience store on Lynch Street for 40 some odd years. Yeah. And, uh. So I, mean, I, we, I remember going to Redwood as a kid. Yeah. So, for a long hot stuff. dogs
3: and all that. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh. But you know, my life has changed, man. I had an accident, drinking and driving, a wreck, and people got injured. And I, I was MDOC. Four nine three six four. That's my number. And uh, but man, I'm a born again Christian, and God changed me. Jail, the, I got saved in jail, and uh, I'm a convicted felon with uh, no college education. I made a great living, and I just want to pay back the Lord what the Lord's given to me, and uh, by by sharing the gospel.
0: You know, one of the big things of my pla- that I use on my platform is I try to, you know, business owners out here listening, by uh, people in positions to hire folks. I tell them all the time, man. Give these felons a chance, oh, you know, man. man and I, we had a girl that was listening one day. I got on a rant about people not hiring felons, and uh, everybody. It's, but the job market's obviously changed. You know, a lot of people don't want to work. I was like felons. If it was me, if it, and, I, and I, it's only because I didn't get caught that I'm not but if, if it was me, you know, I, I'd be resubmitting my applications. Yeah. You know, you got a good chance to possibly get get some work when you maybe wouldn't have a year ago. By lunchtime that day, I got a message from a lady. She goes, "I just want to thank you. I, I resubmitted my app to one of the places, and they called back, and I got a job today. But yes. based on what you said on the show, man, just that's the kind of stuff that motivates me to still get up and do this every day. Yeah.
3: It, yeah, it's it's amazing. We could talk for days and days about what happens at Rankin County. Well, just just for instance, yesterday I walked out of the jail, uh, the sheriff's office, and I looked, and there was a little girl. Yeah, uh, well, a grown woman uh, left her job and. She's in a donation car. She's taking care of her kids, and she drove off and said, "Wow, there's that car we gave her." And there she, you know, no. I gave her a year ago. You know, we gave her a little car, and uh, so I mean, just amazing things, testimony after testimony. But yeah, night of hope is so important because, um, okay, from three, the first part back to it, from one to three, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a, a, a ministry fair. Any kind of church, any kind of ministry is welcome to come. It's free to set up. See, we're about the kingdom. We're about networking. Jesus with the disciples was—he didn't have like a box he was in. We're on the roads. That's why we don't even have a building, a church. You know, we we use other buildings. You know, we have plenty of people. You go, you
0: go to the centers, right? Right. right. We
3: go to where they're at. Yeah. And and the jails, the centers, the the different places like that. And so, night of hope is—you know—a lot of things. uh, uh, Worship is a big part of our our. um, I guess our walk, man. We worship. We like good worship music, and there's great music now, and uh, we do the Celebrate Recovery. See, our our goal basically is to meet people in the jail and not just say, hey, you know, Jesus, good luck, you know, and all that. We say, no, we're, we're at this Celebrate Recovery at the Point Church every Monday night, or we're at this Celebrate Recovery on Thursday night at Trinity Church, or we're at this one over here at Church of the King in Morton on Sunday afternoon, you know come see us here's here we are here's our phone number here's our address and then so because people have to continually walk that walk and and keep and uh keep plugged in as they say as we say and uh because otherwise they'll get steered off in a second it won't take long i actually look i tell people all the time uh, i have to say my famous quote is uh it's best day ever every day i wake up and i say this is the best day ever no and uh and, and another thing, man, uh, you know, that's so important, you know, is to keep, you know, enjoying life and having a good life and through Jesus Christ and our change. We're a new creation, and we want to live it and walk it and show other people and show them the love of Jesus.
0: Man, I can tell, you know, you talk about how easy it is to kind of fall off and get sidetracked and whatnot. I, I can tell when I ain't been to church in a little while, I feel just spiritually lost a little bit. Yeah. You know, like I feel I feel like my foundation gets a little off. I get a little off center. I get talking about things I might not normally talk about. But when you, when, and just when you get in that church, it's funny how this mental state takes over, and you start wanting to, wanting to avoid topics and wanting to avoid people and wanting to avoid situations and stuff. It's, just, it's like it, it's, a, it's an accountability thing, maybe. No, you know I don't know the best way to describe it. Or spiritual, I guess it's, 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 it's the spirit taking yeah, over. The Holy, spirit. Over. It's the Holy yes. spirit getting a hold <laughs> of you. Right. You know, when you get a good church home, uh, you know forever my church home will be Hickory Ridge. I don't get to go as much as I used to because I. It's, it's like an hour drive. That's no excuse, but it, it's a haul. But uh, but when I go, man, you get a good preacher like Pastor Terry Fan out there, and everybody's got their own. And uh, man, you get a hold of you. Yeah, you yep, know, have, yep. have you out there raising your hands, singing, and you know, wanting to live
3: right. That's you get, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what we want when we this night of hope. We want Holy Spirit to touch people's heart and realize, man, there is there is another life, and there is fun, and and, and life is good. You know, and God is good, and and just. Uh, feel the Holy Spirit through the music and through the people and being in communion with each other. And uh, and it's just really amazing what they do. And uh, about Eddie, I tell you, I met Eddie. We have a Celebrate Recovery at the Point Church in Brandon. It's one of the biggest around. We, uh, Me and my late wife, Debbie Pridgen, started it. Can I ask you this real quick? Yeah. The
0: Point, where is that in Brandon? It's uh, 1120 Star Road in Brandon. I you know, I, I think there's a guy from there that came by the dealership I was working at. And uh I, was buying a car for somebody. You know, I think part of his ministry was to try to buy, buy a vehicle for, for somebody that needed one that was uh, going through recovery and stuff like that. So I hear really good things about the Point Church. Yeah. I I, 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 like, I could just tell. The guy was doing something. I said, man, is this, is this a ministry for you or something? It was just the way he was talking. And uh, I, I wish I could remember his name. But um, he was like, yeah, yeah, it is. God just put it on my heart. And he's. Like, I gave a trailer away to a guy the other day and I helped a guy start a lawn business the other day. And It's just been this trickle-down effect. And every time I think I'm not going to do something, the Lord tells me, yes, you are.
3: There you, go. <laughs> you know, they
0: say you do it, and then he blesses you ten times. Right. And uh, yeah, but I, that's the good stuff I hear about going on out there at the point.
3: Yes, yes, it's a great, cho- it's a great church and all, and there's lots of great churches. We want every church full. We don't. We're not just trying to focus. That's why we're kingdom. We're that's, kingdom that's right. team. And uh, you know, uh, God has blessed me, and I just want other people to be blessed too. But uh, one thing I want to say, Clay, one of the most ama- going back to Rankin County Jail one of the most amazing things i tell you this is this describes the jail ministry that happens there i was in there one night and we were praying for men and i saw something on the floor like wet and i thought "Is something you know there's something wet on the floor here what is this and i thought and i looked down man it was tears it was tears all over the floor of the jail and it was amazing you know and so uh so that's that's our that's our thing man we want to you know god knows those tears and so do we and we yeah. want people's lives to change
0: Absolutely. So, we're going to take a break real quick. Don't forget, I'm, I'm going to plug it. It's this Saturday, September ninth, one to eight, right there at the uh, Brandon, uh, the Rankin County Safe Room, the the Rankin County uh, Multipurpose Complex, right over there on Marquette Road. One to one to eight. One to three is going to be the. Uh, to, uh, the ministry testimonies firm, and yeah. ministry and all that, and there's going to be the bands and all that stuff outside. I mean, Kayla Barry's playing. That's right.
2: Kayla's huge, and it's going to get loud.
0: Caleb's yeah. <laughs> Caleb's huge, and was like got some uh, some. Uh, I guess some of these are Christian rock bands too. Yeah. They're going to have a little have a little noise, you know. Got three doors down, right down the road. Right after that, I mean, come on, make it make it a good night of Mississippi yeah, right. music <laughs> right there. Yeah, come on, come on down. Hey, look, check out their website too. Uh, all Things New Inc com. That's all things new, inc.com. It's Night of Hope, Recovery Outreach, Recovery Fest this Saturday. We'll be right back. We're going to have John Gallagher, my old South Jackson running buddy, here in the studio. John, got to keep all our secrets secret now. I mean, we got to draw the line somewhere now. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Clay Edward Show. All right, man. Hey, this segment. I feel like this is a great tie-in here. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends down at Mercy House Teen Challenge Come on. Auto Center right there in Crystal Springs, man. Uh, they're doing the Lord's work down there. I know I talk about it a lot. Get down there. If you're looking for a vehicle in that ten to $20,000 range, I know that may sound like a lot of money. It, it is a lot of money. But if you've been vehicle shopping lately, it ain't a lot of money. They specialize in that in that price range. And that's a hard market to satisfy, man. But thankfully, because of y'all's great donations and stuff, they're able to price these vehicles right. And, look, uh, take advantage of that. Take advantage of uh, of people doing the right thing. And, look, you got an old car out in your driveway, running or not. Uh, Business owners, you got a fleet of vehicles, you don't feel like uh, having to send them to the auction and get pennies on the dollar for them, get that tax write-off. Get that tax write-off by donating them because Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center is a 501c3 organization. So you can get that tax write-off with that donation. And the good thing is it's going to put fathers back in homes, And help battle addictions with their recovery center. And uh, we were just talking about them during the break here. uh, All the great work they do. Matthew Milliman and all those guys down there. It's good folks, man. I've I've had Matt on the show a couple times. Again, just good folks. You can't go wrong doing business with them. That's mercyhouseautocenter.com. Located right there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. All right. Here in the studio is the Recovery Fest guys with uh, Night of Hope. Going to be this Saturday, 1 to 8, right there in Brandon on Marquette Road at the uh, Rankin County Tornado Safe Room slash Multipurpose Center. Going to be a good time, a lot of bands. We've talked to Eddie, we've talked to Aubrey, now we're going to talk to my buddy, John Gallagher. Now, I grew up in South Jackson with John. We burned the roads up together, a lot of McDowell Road hanging, slanging, and banging. Hell yeah. John, how's it going this morning, brother?
4: Pretty good, man. We we go way back to Midnight Sun, Inez's days. Yeah, before even before that, but Yeah. No App, da- Apple Ridge to, to yeah, all the way Apple down Ridge. to. All the way? Bumpers or Sonic or whatever. Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. Yeah. Apple yeah. Ridge and Sonic and everywhere in between. And junior Foodmore.
0: Yeah. Uh, good times, man. Yeah. I saw, saw a guy mm-hmm. get curb stomped at Junior one time. Man, it's changed my life. I, said, I never want to be that guy. That might have been me. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that wasn't that me. Was, <laughs> that, was a tough, that was a tough thing to see. But yeah. You saw a lot of things like that on McDowell mm-hmm. Road. The, the, we didn't know it at the time. We, we was growing up in the white ghetto. That's right. You know, looking back in hindsight. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of stuff don't happen in other places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but John was telling me during the break, man, I didn't even know this. So John's pushing three years of sobriety. I don't want to steal a thunder here. March but, 11th. But he said, uh, that's, that's good stuff there, brother. Mm-hmm. He said that he was he was, uh, he was, was in, in, a, in a trap house high and listened to the very first Clay Edwards show. And that was the show that I did about uh, ways to become a better man. It was my first show here ever. I'd gone to church that Friday for a men's conference, and it changed the whole trajectory of what I was planning to do. And it's funny how church can do that, right? And uh, one of the things I brought up was, do you know six people? Ted, your parents could call today if you died to be your to be your pallbearers. And uh, that's something I stand by, man. Make sure you've got six friends. But John was listening to that show, and shortly after that, he yeah, got on the path to sobriety. John, I didn't mean to steal your thunder there, but yeah. I wanted to set it up for you. Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, like you said, I you know, grew up South Jackson, upper middle, you know, kind of
4: middle class. Dad had a hunting and fishing radio show. Mom was, she uh, Ran the American Heart Association over there on McWillie.
0: Where you know. where would your dad have a show at? He uh
4: he had a show called Hogs and Horns. It was a hunting fishing show. Uh, it was broadcast on uh, Sports South. He also uh, uh, ran the boat dealership CNS Marine. Yeah, over there in Lakeland. Yeah, it was around. So he did that for many years. And your dad still around? No, and they he passed away a few years back to cancer. Not long before that, mom uh, passed away to cancer and uh you know uh that's kind of about where my spiral started. I was in addiction for about 30 years. I mean, since I was about 12, off and on again. But uh my spiral really started when uh people started dying off and um and uh I think it all, you know, you talked about uh your bottom uh when the sh- uh our our segment started and uh I reached my bottom I think when um I was in rehab um for uh, heroin addiction. I didn't want to go. Uh, I was going just to make everybody else happy, I guess. Um, but uh, about my 27th day. Never works out like that, does it? No, you got to want it. You really I mean, you, you, you gotta. I mean, something's got to happen inside of you. It's going to be the hardest fight of your life. you you got to want to win it. It is, but my sister was um, Amanda. I don't know if you remember Amanda. I, I remember Amanda. She, uh, she was, a, at this point, she was a full-on heroin user. So was I, user IV user, and a uh, uh, full-on IV meth user and um uh, she had had to uh resuscitate me several times from od and she got fed up sick of it and begged me to go to rehab she didn't want to lose me and um i was terrified to go because in my in my spirit i felt like that if i went i'd never see her again and uh about my 27th day in uh she od'd and died from a fentanyl overdose and that's where i hit my bottom so I left. Uh, I left straight from rehab and went straight back to the dope man. Should have ran to Christ. Ran straight back to the needle. Let
0: me so, let me ask a question real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I meant to ask it earlier. You, you, you and Eddie both mentioned fentanyl users. Mm-hmm. Are are people knowingly taking fentanyl? Like like I'm going to get some fentanyl because this is this this missed me when I was going through my stuff. I was a pill user and mm-hmm. and, 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 and speed. Um, are, are you knowingly doing fentanyl, knowing the dangers of fentanyl, or is it? Are are they lacing? Are you thinking you're doing heroin and you're getting fentanyl? How, for how is, me, how's this process?
4: For me, I never knew it was in the mix.
0: Okay,
2: and uh, I, I don't know from. Any I was experience. a fentanyl addict. Yeah. I, I, um, I, knowing that's what I was on, but you know? Know, knowing
0: the yeah. potential dangers. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, I, I was just curious. I didn't know if 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 you could just if there was a fentanyl dealer or if it was heroin being laced with fentanyl or well what it, it's the deal both was. but in my case i was i'd rather have fentanyl than any, any sure. well, yeah, most know. powerful drug in the world right yeah. now basically so yeah. yeah all right i was just i was just curious on that so i hope parents are listening to this yeah you know, that's one of the yeah. things i always, always talk about is like hopefully you know parents and loved ones are start looking for these little things and people man and
4: well now they're finding fentanyl in the methamphetamine too yeah. from what yeah, i that's hear crazy yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and you know, those those guys are pressing their own pills and uh, putting it in the mix to make it more powerful, and it's killing folks left right, and right. Well, People well. are dropping like flies. I've lost so many friends since then. But One pill can kill. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: that's real. Oh, yeah. That's so real. Mm-hmm. Like so, right. so, I mean, didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, say so 27 days, April mm-hmm. died. Oh, Amanda. I'm sorry, yeah, Amanda. Amanda. A- A- April died. Amanda. Amanda. I-, I got April stuck in my head. Amanda died. I, I knew another April that, uh, well, yeah, I have Saturday. an older
4: sister named April, you might be okay
0: yeah. well uh, amanda dies you go you you check out a rehab and go get high, oh yeah, and
4: uh at this point in my life, um uh, I'd burned just about every bridge with anybody that loved and cared about me and maybe my nephews, nieces, all of them um you know it was bad, I mean, I ended up uh on the streets of Jackson wandering going you know uh trap house to trap house, just doing whatever to get high and just giving up. You know, I was at the end of my rope, and then I felt like I was at the end of my life. And, you know, I was, in a, you know, pretty much suicidal, you know, wanted to wanted it just to be over, you know. And um, I ended up. Uh, I ended up having this radical encounter with Jesus the day I got arrested. I, I'd, uh, I'd constantly made up my mind that I was going to end it. And I was going to commit suicide and I'd set up a drug deal with a with a guy and I was going my way to meet him. And um, the Lord got involved and um, had me arrested and and delivered me in the uh the holding tank in Richland in Richland. And um uh, had this radical encounter with Jesus, put me on my knees and you know, just changed my life forever, delivered me from all the all the drugs, all the grief, all the misery and um, that's when when I got to Rankin County Jail, it was just a few short weeks and I met Aubrey. And uh, in the trustee program, and and uh, that's that's about where my walk began. You know, it was you know then I've you know never been the same. Haven't looked back. How long?
0: How long were you in Rankin County?
4: I was in Rankin County just a few short months, but I had to answer to a charge, uh, probation violation in Lamar, and uh, they revoked it, and I ended up in prison in Loosedale for about a year. And uh, that whole stint in prison, which was just a just over a year you know, it was pretty much a training ground, you know, for me to go back in and pull people, you know, out of the darkness. And, you know, the, the, some of the prisons are just flooded with drugs. And, you know, it was like, it was also a testing ground for me. I was, you know, I was tempted, you know, but I know I didn't fall back into it. I have, I had absolutely no feeling toward the stuff. And, you know, even my Brack mate, but that was below me, you know, he was a daily user and he was offered all the time. And I was just, I buried my face in the Bible that Aubrey gave to me.
0: That's a, that's an interesting that's an interesting uh situation there because you think you got to, well if nothing else I like could sober up in jail mm. you know and then then you get then you get off some dope and you're like well I ain't, ain't like I got anything to do tomorrow
4: right and that's how a lot of guys fall victim in there to it it's uh it, because it's readily available you know but the, what they need to realize is what I realized what I should have realized in rehab when Amanda died was I could have ran to Christ instead of running back to that needle but you know so I'm you know I'm trying to. You know, like Aubrey, you know, bring the word and bring the gospel and and show people that you know that there is a way out, that there is light in the darkness, and and that it, you know, your life can change no matter how bad you think you've got it. Because I was at the bottom, I was sure. in the pit. I mean, I was literally in the pit, and yeah. um, you know, he, you know, Jesus pulled me out of it and set me on a solid foundation, and now I have a relationship, a strong relationship with Christ, and I know. That I'll I'll never go back to that life, and I know that He'll give me, you know, He'll provide for me no matter what, and you know, no, even, even in hard times that I, I you know, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Once you, you know, mm-hmm. you start this walk with Jesus, it, it actually gets harder, man. That enemy comes at you even harder the closer you get with Christ, and, and um, but there's places like, I, you know, like uh, the Night of Hope events, which that radical encounter I had with Jesus in Richland, uh, holding sail, the you know um the second time i had that that presence feeling was at my first night of hope event at the foundry church and i mean it was it changed my life it, it was you know coming out of prison i i didn't go straight into a recovery program i i just i kind of thought well I'm, i've been just over a year sober or almost a year and a half sober i'm good i don't i don't need a program i mean i'm i'm good i was attending church but um i didn't know how bad i just you know i needed that community until my first recovery meeting and then a couple of months after that was the night of hope and um you know my first meeting i knew i was supposed to be there i knew i needed to be a
0: part of it hold, hold that thought we gotta take a break real quick we'll come back we'll land the plane with you let you wrap your story up remind everybody again this saturday september 9th one to eight it's recovery fest brought to you by the night of hope folks right there at the rankin county tornado safe room on marquette Road, that's also the uh, Rankin County Multipurpose Complex, where they do the rodeos at and all this, that, and the other. You know where it's at, right down from the convention, I mean, right down from the uh, amphitheater. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back to land the plane for the day on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Alright, welcome back in. Guys, we got about a minute. John, I'm going to cut you short on your okay. story. We'll catch up and do a round two, because uh, just what you were telling me in the break, there's no way we can get, get, get the, the heaviness of that into a minute or two here on the (laughs) radio. Let's just close with this. First off, I want to thank you guys for coming in today. I'm stoked to be a part of the event. Uh, I'll be out there uh, at at minimum 1 to um, 3, Saturday 1 to 5, something like that. I I will be going to the concert later that night, so I had to dip out early enough to get ready. But neither here nor there. This Saturday, it's Recovery Fest, September 9th, 1 to 8 p.m. It's the Rankin County Tornado
2: Center. So excited to see everybody. Yes.
0: Yep, yeah. uh, we, Aubrey. It was great talking to you, Eddie. Great talking to you again, John. Great seeing you, guys. Keep that in mind. Hey, look. If you wanted to, like, we've, if this has touched you or moved you in any way today, and you feel like, man, I, you know, uh, addiction is not my struggle, but but I want to help somebody that it is. You can donate to All Things New. That's these guys right here. Their Night of Hate, Night of Hope program. All Things New dot com. All Things New dot com. And hey, guys, I got a special interview I did yesterday. With country music, soon to be country music superstar, he's already a star. That is Brian Martin. He sings what I consider the theme song to this show, F A F O. Of course, he's got a lot more hits. He just played, just sold out the Grand Ole Opry, and more. Got a bunch of stuff coming out with Cody Jinks. And he, we stumbled into a great conversation about uh, recovery and a testimony and all that yesterday in our twenty-three minute conversation. It'll be available on the podcast at 10.05. See you all tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Peace out.